0: Hey everybody, um, it's Ted Wynn, and we are into another episode of Perspective. Today we are talking to brothers um, who have joined different fraternities, and I want to kind of really, this has always been a very interesting topic for me as a person who did not join a fraternity, um, so we have AP on, AP is a Q, um, who just graduated from Clark Atlanta, uh, Rashawn Wilson is, hey, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, who's been out of school for a little bit and Chris is a capital who's been out of school for a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) So so let me just dive right in and let me start uh, I'll start with you AP since you're you know probably have been a part of a fraternity for the least amount of time of the three of you like what drew you to your particular fraternity? (laughs)
1: Oh well um. well, yeah, I don't know about any other guys want to come on the call or anybody else, you know, kind of part of the fraternity. But well, I mean, uh, no, no, nobody. Right? Tomorrow, and I was just a part of the fraternity. I chose part to me making my decision. So it was just that show that I saw at Clark Atlanta University. And uh, my first time on campus, man, uh, my pro fight now, uh NCAA freshman year. Uh, he was just man. He was proud of me, man. It was instrumental to me. Becoming the guy that I am, the I, am, I was called to become part of National Honor Society, the Honor Society, I Honor here that car. Hmm. And I feel like none of that would have happened. It probably wouldn't have happened because I was there to get my grades, but he would still like great badges in me from, from, from the time I set the only campus hmm. to make sure I was going to reach and black man. And he didn't want me to join this attorney, but that just would join me to do this cause, so I can you know, be in a position to pass that on like I am now, I not pass on.
0: I think that's incredible. So 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 it was scholarship as well that drew you to that particular fraternity. Just like Yes, sir. That's great. Um, yes,
1: sir. The scholarship was first. And then first manhood was the man you know that's all first card manhood, then you got a scholarship, man, purple bands are down uplift. So he instilled those on these first before I even know what mm-hmm. that meant. And that caused me to
0: have a great year. in my freshman year, three, four. And they, you, know, and big, you know what I mean? do great things while I was at Clark Valley University. So I really do appreciate that. My profile, Jewish cover, man. I appreciate that. That's great. So, Rashawn, uh, you've been out of school for a, a little bit. Like, what drew you to Sigma, and why did you join that particular organization?
2: Um, yeah, so I've been out of school since 08. Um, I pledged in 04, but I came from a family um, of first and second generation college uh, graduates. And my mother, my aunt, um, none of the none of the males in my family they all, but all the females they all pledged either Sigma Amaro or Zeta Phi Beta. So I had a huge influence from them, um, and I was also in the Sigma Beta Club, which is a youth organization under Phi Beta Sigma. Growing up, however, when I went to Winthrop University, <clears throat> another organization did appeal to me, but the Sigmas at Winthrop's campus had a brotherhood that differed from the others. um, And that was because they were very inclusive of everyone else who was not even a part of their organization to allow them to come into what people as their sacred spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other fraternities on my campus, those chapters, they were very exclusive or was invite only like you had to be a prospect in order for you to go to certain events that they were having. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the fact that they were very that the signals on my campus were very out and open about reaching out to people, and none of them looked the same. It was very diverse um, from how they looked <laughs> um, as African Americans, even having two Caucasian members in my fraternity. So that all appealed to me, and um, one of the guys was the only one who actually came up to me and said, "Hey, I know you know um, Representative Blanding, who's your mentor." Who's uh, a life member and a distinguished member of Phi Beta Sigma? He had a conversation uh, with me about it, so that kind of like drew me into the chapter, and um, I mean, I've loved my experience ever since. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was it re- really was about brotherhood.
0: Yeah, I get that. Um, Chris,
3: um, my experience uh, was a uh, way long ago, uh, back in <laughs> uh, nineteen ninety. Three, so uh, forgive me if I forget some things. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just ten years ahead of me. That's it. <laughs> but now, on a serious note, uh, I just remember I was I, I kind of fell into college, if you will. Um, I had no uh, plans to go to college back after high school. Um, kind of was a knucklehead in high school and really, you know, had no. Real plan, real life plan. I just knew I wanted to be a star, and that's it. That's not really a life plan. <laughs> but um I just remember hanging out um at some college get togethers, some college parties and uh with a friend of mine, and I had uh this particular party he didn't come to. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna go anyway. So I'm sitting in the lobby of the dormitory kind of waiting for this party to start. And I didn't know nobody. Nobody knew me. And, uh, this one gentleman came downstairs. His name was, uh, uh, Sean Matthews. Um, uh, God bless the dead. Um, he, uh, approached me. and was like, Hey, you going to, to the, uh, to the, we had this party called word Wednesday. You going to Word Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know mm-hmm. nobody. He was like, well, come and hang with us. And I thought that was like real cool. And plus, you know this this guy. This guy was mm-hmm. like really like dressed to the nines, snazzy, really polite. Really, you know, when we got into the, uh, the the party, he was you know really like you know very you know polite, and everybody knew who he was, and you know always smiling. I kind of liked the way the guy moved. Um, mm-hmm. You know, months later, um, I, probably the next quarter, I decided to enroll in the same school and I was meeting um, the, um, the the president of the Black Student Union at the time, he just so happened to be a part of the same organization um, as the gentleman I met at that party and kind of carried himself the same way and this, that, and the third. And it was really about me identifying like, okay, if I'm gonna be in this environment, this college environment, me, this knucklehead coming from where I come from, at least it let me try to attach myself to people who are seemingly to be going somewhere in life <laughs> so I can get something from them. It just so happened to that all the guys that I was, you know, attaching myself to and, 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 and communicating with happened to be a part of cap uh, office, of fraternity incorporated. And, you know, me just seeing how they moved, on the yard, the leadership that they uh, portrayed. Like I said, we had the leader of black, uh, excuse me, the uh, president of Black Student Union at the time. We had the first African American student body president at my university, which I went to a PWI. Um, he was a member of the fraternity also, so it was just the seeing the way that the these guys all moved and they all were leaders on the yard. They all had this this kind of uh, upstanding uh, uh, aura about them. And I just wanted to, you know, to be a part of that. Um,
0: I think that's what's interesting to me, you know, listening to all three of you is that each of you seem to have like a personal connection with each of these organizations. Rashad, I think you said that maybe some other ones were, were looking at you or were trying to recruit you. Did I hear that right? yes okay
2: recruit hard
0: (laughs) (laughs) so I I think but you know for for AP and for Chris it seemed like you had like a personal connect that drew you in um, to those organizations so did you AP did you did you consider any other fraternities before you became a Q or no oh no I mean no 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 I didn't
1: do that it was was just like it was a situation where you know I was spending that time my cattle was that time and prior to coming to college, like I said, I didn't even know nothing about the or anything. So no, I ain't going I, I never considered anything else.
0: That's because, yeah, never. That's interesting. I think I mean interesting when I was on the Morehouse campus. I think <laughs> alphas and maybe cap. There were two or two fraternities. I can't remember which two, but they were suspended as well at the time. Um, you know, and and so let me, let me preface this next question by saying, I know that none of the fraternities, you know, do what's known as hazing, right? We're going to, we're going to just say that. Um, but part of, for me in, in terms of the perspective of this conversation and I've had this dialogue with Chris, I've had other friends mine who are part of fraternities when I have, when I have understood, um, Well, let me ask you this, because I understand that everybody has a different intake process than the whole nine. But I've been really troubled by some of the things I've read in the media. You know, there have been some incidents of people being harmed, people being killed, you know, maimed, injured, the whole nine when these things have, have happened. And I know that the organizations, and if I'm wrong, you guys correct me, but my understanding is that organizations do not allow, sanction, approve, what have you, things that might harm people. Is that true?
2: Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated is a non-hazing organization. Okay. Now that does not necessarily mean it doesn't happen, but as far as the nationals for every organization, it's illegal.
3: Absolutely. Cap off size and non-hazing fraternity and actually uh, the at the province level which which our uh, organization is divided up in, in into 12 provinces um I am the actual intake co-chairman of this province. So I am completely locked into how we intake, uh, how we bring upon new members and the structure and the, uh, the uh, program we call uh, MTA, which is our membership training academy, is strictly a non-hazing uh, 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 process. Well, that, for people who might not even be familiar
0: with the verbiage, how would you, if any of you can answer this, how would you define hazing in terms of what people think about it? Like, how would you define hazing? What does that mean to you when you hear that word? Well,
3: our organization, TAP Officer of Fraternity Incorporated, we define hazing as anything outside of the will of a potential candidate. So if you ask that candidate. Mm-hmm. To go and, hey, can you get me something from McDonald's? That's hazing. Mm. If you say, hey, um, I need you. Can you pick me up? You know, can you pick me up from, from class because my car broke down? That can be considered hazing. Wow. Anything outside of the will of that, that individual is hazy.
0: And uh, Rashawn, AP, do you guys, do your organizations define it the same way or no?
2: Basically, anything that's imposing on the individual during the initiation process Hmm. uh, is defined as hazing. So it could be anything like most people automatically think it's something that's hurtful or harmful um, or mentally um, or emotionally. But it really could be I'm telling you to do this and you really don't want to do it. But you're going to do it anyway because you're trying to get an organization. And sometimes that happens even pre initiation Process. Mm. <clears throat> got you.
0: So, uh, AP, you still silent over here? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I don't
1: know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm man. Don't make it sound trying to right. it and all. You got a zero power, a zero, a zero, a zero tolerance for uh, policy about that. So that's just one of those things that ain't really too much to say, man. Don't You know what I'm saying? It wasn't done to you, so it wasn't done to me, so it ain't going to be done to nobody else. That's how we feel about it over here.
0: Well, I think that's—I think that for me, as a person, you know, as an outsider, that's encouraging to hear. Um, I've often been confused about it. Uh, let me ask you guys this: in terms of your organization, can you tell listeners and people who are listening to this um, things that maybe that you did um, that you did yourself, or that you did—well, not yourself as a part of the organization, but things that you did or saw that spoke to like community activism or service, or like what did your organization do? in the community that you've seen that is help, helpful in the community?
1: Well, since I was signed on the last minute, I can go first. Right. And, um, me being a part of the Beta-Sythe-Tap the omega South sythe tap Incorporated, uh, I just, I mean, I just thought in love that oh this is about one year in, so I, ain't, I know I'm not so senior to the society here, so just about one year, I just know that, uh, man, we had a, well, I don't know, are y'all in Atlanta? I don't know if y'all familiar with the Atlanta area. Uh, our fraternity household was held in the middle of the mechanical project uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. So mm. we came at the school, they started school about two weeks for us, uh, elementary school, middle schoolers, and preschoolers. And we, we, we threw a back to school drive, man. We gave out like 150 book bags, stuff mm. with all goods. Uh, free haircuts, free food, music, and games for the whole community. Wow! So and then another major project that we also did. Uh, you know the tornadoes just hit the uh, Jacksonville State University area, mm-hmm. and we also got cues there. Uh, the state hater had a child in no place the child and On no my dog, and On my sins. They was in need, so we donated like a like probably like two cars full of goods for them guys. Mm. And uh, a toy drive, you know, we threw a toy drive and donated the toys. That was that was really thrown on by my post like Joshua Sterling, mm-hmm. and he answered that man spearheaded that. And they, uh, all the brothers got together, helped donate Then We gave about uh, I say, man, I can't really put a number. I say, but I know I said around like two thousand dollars worth of toys to the uh, children's hospital, healthcare hospital. Um, so. That was just three great projects that we did, you know, minor ones where we feed the homeless, the sandwich rods, clothes drives, mm-hmm. tutoring projects, the, the whole nine, you know. But I'm pretty sure that all organizations are those in that for what i was supposed see on campus too. Morehouse mm-hmm. will do great projects. Uh, grandpa chapter and Morehouse does great child projects. The side chapter and Morehouse and we be competing to try to build the best projects. So I just <laughs> feel like all I'm going to define nine divine line together collectively that we just we indulge and serve that's the great thing about all this collect- all indulge and service even our signals
0: we hosted a uh, food drive in Atlanta together um, really? our signals, So that's what I don't That's incredible man so uh chris or Rashawn, what have you guys seen you turned your orgs in terms of community service or give back uh opportunity
2: for five Beta sigma I'm gonna give the um, the official answer. <laughs> we're divided into um,
1: like
2: <laughs> like I'm about to spit my knowledge. Um, <laughs> so we're divided into four different programs: bigger, and better business, education, social action, and then Sigma Beta Club. Um, bigger and better business. We do have different projects and initiatives um, that contain, you know, financial literacy some that involve economic empowerment um, for education. You do have your scholarships that are given out to high school students and college students, but then you have um, oratory and debate competitions. We have STEM and STEAM programs that we uh, implement throughout the country, and we have national reading days, social action, um, that's directly affected towards the community. So we have different initiatives, excuse me, um, like living healthy, living fit, living responsible, living risk-free, um, and living balance, so that spiritual, mental health, sexual health, um, reducing cancer risk, especially prostate cancer, which is one of our biggest um, initiatives, yeah. and then also weight control and diet and nutrition. One of our biggest philanthropies that we support internationally is March of Dimes, and that is every year we raise tons and tons of money for that. On a local level, chapter level, um, each organization, one of the biggest programs is Sleep Out for the Homeless, mm-hmm. and it's raising awareness and also um, raising money to save those that are homeless in our neighborhoods and in our cities that the schools are in, um, very much like my uh, NPHC brother said, when on, when I was in the college on the collegiate level and even on the grad chapter level, there are a lot of programs we do um, with Panhel and with other organizations, mm-hmm. and that way we're reaching a better, a, a broader mass, and then even so, it shows the unity. Um, of organizations, because a lot of times people on the outside see us as rivalries, ro- rob- yeah. and those do happen, um, like for step shows and stuff like that, yard shows, but uh, larger picture-wise, we're all one. We're all fighting for the same cause. We all were founded for the same reasons, um, and a lot of us have the same principles, so we work together, especially when it comes to um, community activism.
3: Uh, as far as Cap uh, Psi Fraternity Incorporated, I can speak for uh, my chapter here in Dayton, Ohio. <clears throat> we have the longest, um, one of our national service programs is called the Guide Right Program, which is a youth development and leadership uh, program. Uh, just so happens here in Dayton, Ohio, we have the longest running Guide Right Program in our entire fraternity's history. Um, so um, actually the uh, <sighs> national uh, award that we give out every year for, uh, uh, youth, uh, h- high school age youth and uh, grade school age youth who have achieved, uh, the highest of honors, they get what they call the Jake, Jake Crosby award from Cap Alpha Psi. And Jake Crosby is, uh, uh, is a, it was a, excuse me, a member of, uh, of my chapter here in Dayton, Ohio, uh, until he passed away um that's uh, our national program and then again uh, like uh my NPHC brothers were saying uh we come together uh and mobilize when when the need occurs here in Dayton Ohio i think last year uh there was a lot of kids who uh during the harsh winter Went without coats, so we got together with the Sigmas, uh, we got together with the AKAs, and we did uh, uh, coats for kids. So we, I think we donated over fifteen hundred coats. Um, so, uh, and we uh, just did a program uh, with the Sigmas uh, here in Dayton, Ohio, where we took uh, a bunch of underprivileged kids to see uh, uh, what's the name of the movie uh, that just came out, uh, uh, Wakanda. What's the name of that movie? Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, all all, exp- Black Panther. all expensive paid. So Black- uh, we took Black- underprivileged <laughs> kids to see that movie, all expensive paid. And, uh, w- you know, we do things like that and, and, and much, much more. Um, it's hard to, you know, uh, say all the things we've done. I know Cap Office also has a, um, we've pledged, I think, a million dollars to uh, 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 St. Jude's uh, in Memphis. So, um, that that's one of our national programs. Yeah. So, and I'm sure yeah. the uh, the uh, brothers of uh, Omega Psi Phi and the brothers of uh, uh, Phi Beta Sigma have programs that that span far beyond what we could speak on today. Also,
0: yeah, I think that I remember. when I, I actually was in Memphis. I'm from Memphis, but I was in Memphis um, a couple of months back, and I got it gave me a tour of St. Jude, and I remember seeing the Kappa um, uh, insignia, and there were some signs up. About you know, just uh, talking about a program that they had that um, with, that involved your um, organization, which I thought was really you know great. because I mean, St. Jude does some really great work um, that that most folks are aware of for for kids who are really sick all around the world. Um, what do you guys feel like um, is <clears throat> the distinction between fraternities? I know because there are some people who will listen to this podcast who might be in a position where they're trying to determine, you know, if they want to be a part of one and if they do, which one they want to be a part of. But uh, AP, you're, you're the one who is newest to your organization. Um, I know you spoke to a specific person who was influential, who was, you know, I don't, I don't want to label him a mentor. Maybe he was, but that kind of drew you in. But when you look at the organization as a whole, you've been a part of it for a year now. What w- What would you tell somebody who is considering your organization?
1: I, a, he's, he's trying to be in those in my organization?
0: Yeah.
1: So, so he's interested in joining. Okay. Yeah. So I just tell him, I feel like the difference between, uh, see, our, our, our model is friendship is, is essential to the soul. That's, that's what we about in our fraternity, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do service. Yeah, you we know, we, we throw the best parties you know, <laughs> lives, marches, hops, and what have you. you, know Omega. but what really makes us an Omega being and what makes us Omega South trying incorporated to incorporate it above, like, everything else because we're, we're genuinely friends, you know, if we wasn't in this fraternity, we'd still be trying to be each other friends, like, man, that's, a, that's clear-cut what, what made it become the choice for me because we were all homies and the guys that that became my profile was generally my friends before I even knew I wanted to be inside the organization. And that's what really tells me. So when guys try to get into the organization, you know, yeah, of course you gotta have a, you know, of course you gotta be active on campus, mm. you know, but if you're not, the best chance you got is really genuinely trying to be all our friends. Because that is what we're looking for. We're, we're not trying to build, you know, trying to build elite people, but you being my friends, um, you know what I'm saying? My great man is my great, my great, you know, things to I'm looking for The things I do great, my great habits are gonna weld off on you. And that's what, that's what this friendship thing is about, man. That's, that's what you stand guys and keep man. That's good life. And that's what that's what the Omega Psi Phi Incorporated is about. It'll be about friendship, first thing, first thing. Mm. So, trying to meet some great friends, man. Yeah. Lifelong friendships. But not even just the guys that I call with, you know, some of my closest friends. I know guys, I can call from Gamma Chapter all the way up off can chase. He's a trail that type of man. My fans that's my closest guy. Man, I got guys at TSU, Roadside, my dog, Bowser. He's my eight dog, he's my number, you know, and that, and, and I can call them guys when I need them. That's what the paternity is about. And then mm-hmm. my expression, so that's that's what it is about Omega for me.
0: I think that's I think that's great. So you guys do have a GPA requirement.
1: Yes,
0: sir. We got a national requirement. We got a charter
1: requirement.
2: Huh? I knew, that's something I never knew. You graduate once you get inside. Got you. And that's and that's true of all the Divine Nine. Yes, every single organization has a GPA requirement. Um, the lowest GPA requirement um, is 2.5 in general. each organization, Some organizations have lo- uh, higher GPAs internationally, but the lowest cumulative GPA is a 2.5.
0: That's great to know, actually, too, that, that that is a requirement that, you know, to that point, like people, that it's not just because some people I've spoken with, you know, they, they love the allure of the, you know, the club. And if it's if it's a key, they love the in and the boots and all the other stuff. If it's, you know... Kappas have kings, sigmas, I'm sure y'all have, whatever y'all have, like, you know, there are these things that are particular to your, specific to your groups that people love, you know, or find, you know, uh, enticing on some level. But I think the that fact that people have to be performing academically at a certain level is super important. And I think that's something that there's not enough in my estimation, there's not enough conversation around that. Um, Cause I don't, I, I didn't not- even know that was a thing. It-
2: It's not only you have to obtain it, you have to maintain it to stay active on campus. Mm. So you can come in with a 2.5. I'll I'll speak for five beta sigma. I think it's for like that for all organizations on my school's campus. It was for every organization. If you drop below a 2.5, you are no longer active in your chapter until you pull that back up to a 2.5.
0: So that doesn't matter if you're like undergrad, grad, don't matter.
2: Oh, grad, it doesn't matter because you've already graduated. You can be active. I mean, you got your degree.
1: At that point, you got your degree.
0: you good. So, so, but, my, so but, if, but if you're a grad student, is that a requirement or no? No, I don't know. Okay.
1: Well,
2: grad student... Well, no, no. It's not graduate students go through graduate program. So... It, it, you don't have to have a, a GPA. They'll look at your transcript. But in order to, to join a grad chapter, you just have to have graduated with a bachelor's degree. It doesn't matter if you're in grad school or if you're not in grad school. You just graduated and you didn't want to do it in undergrad. As long as...
3: Yeah, so so just, just to clarify... The two major structures are undergraduate and graduate. So once you have graduated again, like my brother said, you all you do is you join your local grad chapter, the Atlanta. Uh, for us, it would be whatever city you're in, alumni chapter, and you pay your dues and you're active. But when you're undergrad, there are specific requirements for you to get into the organization and to maintain active status inside of the organization and part of those those requirements are gpa uh requirements
0: so 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 backing up a little bit um ap i, I have your perspective i think in terms of like how you feel at this moment you you said you've been a part of the, officially a part for a year um Rashawn, for you, it's been a decade or so, right? Is that correct?
2: I, 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 um,
0: I think AP, you said you've been a part of, of uh, Omega for a year at this point, right? Yeah, a uh,
1: year now. I say uh, since April
0: 26th, so a year and a couple of months. So a year and a couple of months, and 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 I, I I assume based on the way you speak about it, you still have the same level of excitement and insight, and you know all the things that you have when you when an organization is still relatively new. Rashawn, you said it's been what ten years now. No, it's been longer than that.
2: <laughs> I pledged in 2004.
0: So it's been 14 years for you. So yes. after having been, having been a part of the organization for 14 years now, how has your perspective changed?
2: My perspective, and this is all honesty, this is a, ref- this is a reflection of Rashawn Tyron Wilson, not 5 Beta Fraternity sure. Incorporated. Um, the organization has not changed. I still uphold the high ideals of Brotherhood Scholarship and Service, and I will until the day I die. And I will defend it until the day mm-hmm. I die. Um, but I feel as if some chapters now are very much different from even when I pledged. And, you know, my mother will say it was different from when she pledged. Um, sometimes we have gone away from understanding why these organizations were founded. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sometimes the outside perception and sometimes the inside perception could be that it is for partying it is for hazing it is for being very exclusive and very selective and being the elites elitist um having the elitist mentality but overall my organization and all these organizations especially on the graduate level they still operate the same as i think from its inception and conception um they still really care about the community Mm -hmm. and they care about scholarship and they care about giving back to the black community and I still love that about right. it.
0: Um, and so, Chris, for you, it's been how long now? 20?
3: Mm, whatever. I'm old. Just, let's just say I'm. Okay. We don't have to... just, just it's been I'm 25 old. years, I'll call it. <laughs> I did the
1: math.
0: Um. So having. So, I mean, I, I think that's a testament, though. I mean, 25 years in an organization is is not something to be ashamed of. I think it's, you know, something to be proud of and to still be, you know, actively engaged and I think says a lot about you and the organization and how you feel about it. But how has your perspective on being a part of, uh of Applecide Incorporated, as you have said many times, um, how has that changed for you in a quarter of a century?
3: It It, it really hasn't. I think... <clears throat> I think what excites me to this day is seeing young guys come into the organization and find their way mm. in life. Because for for me, it's it's not necessarily about the organization exists, you know, the five 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 objectives of Kappa Vasai to unite college men of patriotism and honor in a bond of fraternity, to uh, encourage honorable achievement in every field of human human endeavor, to prom- to promote the spiritual, social, and intellectual welfare of its members, to aid the purposes of colleges and, and universities, and to sp- inspire service in the public interest. So when I see kids come into the organization and grab a hold to those idea ideas mm-hmm. and run with them, that's what's exciting to me. And it keeps me going. It keeps me going to them and letting them know, oh, brother, young, young blood, you could do it this way and not this way and you'll get better results. So, it's that that keeps me going. So
0: do you feel like
3: you have become the person you looked up to? I have become the person that I, that I that I looked up to, and that's and I believe that is for all of the all of our organizations. We become who we look up to. We 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 love seeing the young guys come into the organization, and, and forgive me, guys, if I'm speaking for you, but I believe we all love seeing our young neos come in. They're they're green. They don't know how to run a. A meeting, a chapter meeting. They don't know how to, you know, speak to the administration at the school if they need something done. They don't know how to uh, mobilize. They don't. And then they come to you and ask those questions and you give them game. Mm -hmm. And then they take that game back. And now you see them moving like you moved when you didn't know. Mm. So, so so as AP as a person
0: who's been a part for a year and some change are you at the point now let's say next semester or maybe it was this semester are you on the other side of that process at this point of uh, whatever that selection process is or intake process Oh uh, what do
1: you mean by the other side
0: you know what I mean Well I mean you I mean th- what I what I mean by that is like you know at, at a point you're you're trying to get into the organization. You're not in it, if I understand it correctly. You have to go through a process to become a member, or my or my misunderstanding. Um, so you saying so the
1: people that's trying to become members?
0: Yeah. Oh well,
1: I mean, now I ain't on the other side of that. We I'm still
0: a neo. We haven't we, we haven't crossed
1: nobody doing my chapter,
0: so it would be my first time being a part of it. Define the people what a neo is, because some people don't know what that is.
1: A neo is a, is a new initiate,
3: a uh, neophyte, is a new initiate into the organization. Okay. The chapter of the organization. Got it. So he, he is an actual neophyte until they have another uh, intake process and bring in some new guys, and he then becomes a pro-fight.
0: Uh, so the next time that happens, then the next time you will be a pro-fight, and so you'll be a part of the process to helping the people, helping people to become a part or to no, no
3: Let me, let me, let me explain a little bit uh, clearly. He's already a part. We're already a part of our organization. Our right. intake process is done. We've, we've completed it. The idea that mm-hmm. you are a neophyte just means you're new. So you, you're learning mm-hmm. as a neophyte. You may not kn- know how to run one of your chapter meetings. So it's going to take one of your profites mm-hmm. one of your big brothers, help you to help you learn how that process goes. Once mm-hmm. you get acclimated to all of that I stuff, how to run a chapter meeting, how to, like I said, how to speak to the administration. You know, you you have this with the neophytes and the profights. You have this mentor mentee relationship even though you're all a part of the same Mm -hmm. fraternity, there's just some things that being a new member, I don't know. So I I yield to my big brothers to help me learn how, learn how to do what I don't know how to do. But once I become, once I have another Mm -hmm. intake process, then I become the knowledge giver to someone who doesn't have the knowledge. Got it.
0: So, so everybody, you know, will have a different answer. I assume But how do people know who may be at, you know, an institution that has all of these options? How do you advise somebody on what fraternity they should become a part of?
2: For me, I didn't. I would tell everyone I was MPHc vice president. um, And we had what we had this thing called unwritten rules at Wendt University.
0: Wait, you said you uh, a national Vice panhellenic, Pan-Hellenic?
2: council? That's the council of all the organizations together. So you have different okay. councils. You have like interfraternal council. You have national panhellenic council. Then you have national panhellenic council. Um, basically, white fraternities and black fraternities and sororities. <laughs> um, the PHC <laughs> we had at Winthrop University. We came up with this idea that in order and grad our grad chapters, which were our advisors, and during undergrad they agreed that you had to attend this thing called unwritten rules in order for you to pledge and unwritten rules had it. your president and vice president of each organization on a panel. We came up with questions and it was to give everyone information about the organizations. So for those people that did not know anything about, um, black Greek lettered organizations, this is your intro to like Greek 101, your intro to these are the organizations these are the members. These are our signs. These are our calls. These are our, this is our model. This is, these are our principles. And these are the programs that we have. And then after that, we advise mm-hmm. everyone, please attend everybody's events and programs because you'd have programs during the week um, that dealt with educational programs, community service programs and fun, fun things too. And we always tell people go and learn about the chapters um, because you're not only joining the fraternity and sorority, you have to join that chapter. And mm. you, I mean, it's so great to say, no, I'm joining the broader organization. But in reality, you have to be able to get along and live with those people that are in that chapter and work with them. And if you mm-hmm. don't like them, respect them, you can't stand them, then there's no point in joining an organization on that campus. Um,
0: so are you are you beholden to that particular group of, you know, Sigmas, Qs, capitals like, like the I guess you're, those are the people you're going to have to interact with the whole time you're at school, right?
2: Those are people you're going to be working with, it's a business. Our organizations are businesses. Mm. And we're all stakeholders mm. and we work the business. And if you can't work with them, it's going to be hard for you to deal. And there've been people that I've seen not just at my school, other schools, that have pledged and then become inactive. Inactive for different mm. reasons. So so I would advise people to, I mean, if they have that on campus to learn about that, that's what I would always advise. And then also, there are books on the Divine Nine. Read those books. Do your research. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. unlike in PC and IFC, our organizations are for life. You don't pledge Mm. in college. And then when you graduate, you're not a part of the organization anymore. It's a lifelong commitment.
0: It, has there ever been, could somebody, I guess anything is possible, has there ever been a person who switched organizations? <laughs> no. Why are everybody laughing at me? Like <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. no, not, no I, don't, I don't think that
1: was going on. So, I mean, I if you can denounce letters, I know you can do that. But I haven't I heard of somebody becoming a Q and then denouncing letters and then becoming a sigma or a capital or alpha. I, was, I ain't never
0: heard of that before. Like, no, so, y'all know I'm going to Google that after we get out this. Yeah, now, let me say this what we did. <laughs>
2: like, I, I just I just can't believe that's never happened. It, it, it might have happened, but I guarantee that person did not disclose that information that they were part of another organization, period. And continuously <laughs> till the day, the day they died. On campus, there's, <laughs> there's no way someone can pledge an organization, you know, turn back in their letters and then. No one on campus knows about it. Let me let me be but, let me let me, let you me you go Let me go to an even trivial point. If some organizations, okay. some campuses, even if you go to that person's intake meeting or they're informational, we find out you went to the queues informational, you think we're gonna accept you when you come to ours? You good. <laughs> you good. Nah, bro,
3: we good. But you had go do
2: that, you had other opportunities to learn about us, not to go all to information and see who else bought the pledge. No,
3: go go do that.
0: <laughs> really? So so if you go, so some some of them are so particular in that way. Like if you even went to a an interest meeting, they like. I hope you found that interesting because that's where you're gonna
2: be. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Well, I was always like that. Um, we didn't have anyone. We've. There were other people that did it in other chapters at our school. And Uh. during their probate, they were basically humiliated. Like um, (laughs) one organization had a guy that went to went to another intake meeting, um, signed the papers. But then before day one said he didn't want to do it anymore. And then his brother was part of the organization. They didn't know. They knew, but they turned a blind eye. At his probate, all the Alphas had Congratulations, LB, and he was pledging another organization. So,
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll even tell you on a on a graduate level, that's like like if if you I don't care how long you've been out of school, if you've been out of school for 30 years, right? And you come to a grad chapter interest meeting and we find out your name. We immediately finding out, okay, where did you go yeah, to school at? Like? Right. okay, how come you didn't how come you didn't do it in undergrad, okay, so then we're calling okay, you say you go you went to um Tuskegee, okay, I'm calling the lighthouse chapter, I'm calling the bros that went to the school around the time that you should have been there and asking them if they knew you if they did know you, and some come back to say, yeah, man, I thought he was he was trying to be um." anything other than kappa back in school 30 years later okay denied
2: <laughs> really because you're really not there for the organization
0: but what if the person had a i don't know an evolution a train of a, a thought change what if they researched them maybe maybe let's i mean i'm creating a hypothetical let's say they were in college and they were really looking at we'll say alpha there's so no alpha on the call and then over time they just like you know, we're like, this ain't really for me. I really want to be an iota, let's say, or whatever. Like, why is that a liability? The, why is it... At that the
2: end of the together? day, at the end of the day, in my opinion, or Sean Wilson's sole opinion.
0: This is your perspective. Yeah. That's the
2: show. We... <laughs> come on, perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we all, especially on the graduate level, we all stand for the same thing. So, if you wanted to pledge Alpha Alpha in undergrad what's the difference between pledging it and grad chapter? Because a lot of times it's you might not have gotten along with the chapter or the chapter just didn't accept you for some reason. So why, why Sigma when we have the same objectives for why we were founded and what we do in the community. So all of those things come to my mind and trying to figure out, well, why, uh, why us now?
1: Like,
3: 10 years later. Well, why? And I'm, I'm going to say this also, and I'm sure uh, uh, you can attest to this, Rashawn, being a graduate member. A lot of times people switch or they just decide to pledge grad chapter because it's as easy as paying your money. Oh, all I got to do is. All I gotta right. do is come in here and pay this money, and I can wear the wear the t-shirts that I always wanted to wear, wear the sweatshirts, put the hat on, go to go to Atlanta <laughs> Greek picnic, go to uh, the conclave. I can, rolling like rolling like doing like, this thing. I can life, do like all those things it. that I've always wanted to do if if I pay this money. And sometimes they forget that we still work on a graduate level. We still do community service. We still. You know, are are paying dues, uh, giving funds for the national uh, organization to give money to St. Jude's. Those monies come from the local chapters. They don't just materialize. So a lot of people get into the organization not because they they just want to say they're a part of the organization, but they don't really want to work in the organization. So we have to be kind of, right. you know, you you right. start putting a whole chapter's uh, uh, business on the backs of two or three guys because everybody else just wants to wear uh, the the t-shirts.
0: Yeah, you know it's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say y'all sound petty, but <laughs> y'all sound kind of petty.
1: <laughs> so, um... You know, we choose so if you try to be a queue and want someone else to call, we, we, we know what you want to do with both We ain't to you out, put your business on the street.
3: Well, so you know, and I know, so I will I will say this, <laughs> so, that, so it so does sound you. petty, but I will say this if a guy came to me seven, eight times over the course of the four or five years trying to get in, even though I knew back in grad school I mean uh, uh, undergrad 20 years ago he wanted to be this then I would be like well maybe maybe he really did have a change of heart but most times dude it's not like that it's you tell them no one time you don't see him again if you say no come back next year and try again. You don't see them again. So you that. already know why they wanted to be a part of the organization. They really didn't want to be a part of the organization for, or for the organization's sake. They wanted to be a part of the organization for theirs. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I hear that. So, so let me, uh, I want to talk about one of the things before we wrap. Um, if you saw it cool, if you didn't just give Garbage. me your perspective. So a, m- a couple months back. Um, I'm sorry let me get the question out <laughs> first. a uh, couple of months back. Uh, th- there was a, there was a performance that Beyonce did at Coachella and there were in her dance routines uh, from her perspective or her team's perspective, she was, you know, giving an ode, a nod to uh, HBCUs and some of the things that happened inside those spaces, i.e. step shows, marching bands, you know, the, the girls who dance, I don't know the proper name for them. My apologies for that. Um, and and fraternities and sororities. <clears throat> so most people that stuff I saw on social media, um, you know, people were really, you know, excited about it, understood it, the whole not. You know, I went to an HBCU. I thought it was great. I was on my Insta story and a friend of mine who uh, attends um, a school in Alabama, which is an HBCU said, you know, he thought it was offensive, trash, yada, yada, yada. And I just really was confused by why he said that. So I messaged him and he basically said that he thought her replication of, you know, Greek life, so to speak, or that particular element of it was, you know, disrespectful because she's not Greek and the whole not. Now, mind you, to give you full context, the
2: people who were dancing with her, are Greek. Absolutely. <laughs> the guy who choreographed it went to Voorhees Absolutely. College in South Carolina, who is a member of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Yeah. So, so were you guys offended? Did you,
0: I, mean, are, I mean, if you didn't see it, were you offended by the idea? I just want to get uh, everybody's pers- perspective. <clears throat> um, AP, you can go first. You're your youngest. Man, I only,
1: only, only, thing I was offended with, I mean, like, because y'all can go look on Watch Your Instagram page. The beta side child of Carolina University has made it up there numerous times for so all our amazing hops, all party hops, and all our renditions to different types of songs like Escape, You're My Little Secret song. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see how Beyonce and he asked us to be in the performance. I mean, you know, as the, the game's GameStorm, we should have been in the performance. That's my only suggestion. You know, Beyonce knew how to reach out, man. We in the AUC. Lambda University said that the Clark Atlanta Q, she
2: knew how to get to us and she should have camera got us for the performance. That was my only uh, objection. <laughs> Rashad. I think the whole performance was amazing to allow people to see what HBCU's are about. I was privileged to be able to to experience both sides going to PWI and HBCU. Mm-hmm. I think it embodied a lot of what the the fun aspects, like the <clears throat> Every aspect but as far as in the the stepping part and the calling out your name like you had a probate I think it was a nice demonstration. I don't I didn't find it disrespectful. I didn't find it um I didn't find anything negative about it and I appreciate the fact that those that choreographed that whole thing were members of NPHC so they knew exactly what they were doing which is why it looked so good. Um yeah. anyone who offended is just probably just mad because it's just a mad individual, period. <laughs> and,
3: and let me first of all say, when what I say garbage, think, I thought you was going to say something totally different. But...
2: Mm-hmm. You guys are going to talk about that, yes. um, that uh, yes.
3: Netflix movie about
2: fleshing? and That was garbage. I was about to cuss. I don't know if I can cuss on your podcast, but that, that totally was, garbage. was garbage.
3: Yeah, that was garbage. But... As it pertains to Beyonce, I loved every minute of what she did. Only now, Uh-oh. I'm about to say something real petty. If it had been a white artist, I would be, be That's not petty. I would be pissed too. <laughs> t- yeah, a lot of people, including me. I would be like, What? So, but because it was Beyonce, and because she she's the culture, she comes from the culture. She's from New New Orleans. New Orleans has a high population of HBCUs, so I'm sure mm-hmm. she grew up going to the games. I'm sure she knows what the what halftime yeah. at an HBCU looks like. So she 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 was just bringing a, a, her culture to the masses. So I didn't see anything wrong with it. Now she doubly she got double points because she did use. Greek members as a part of her dance troupe to help her with that but come on man we've been seeing that on since you know I remember one one of the things that uh, one of the first places I saw cap off side was in a uh, 1990 episode of yep. a different yeah whatever yeah. and I'm like oh that's what that's about so I mean as long as it's a part of if I feel like as long as it's, it's us introducing our culture to other people, that's great. I, I, I agree. I, but if somebody else tries to, but I, I did, you know, what's that word? Appropriate. Appropriate. Yeah, Ted. Come on, son.
0: Yeah. When the, <laughs> I, I did find that, you know, when I looked online, you know, on, on my Twitter feed, you know, that there were other people who were part of the divine nine who were offended. Like it wasn't like one or two people. It was a lot of people. They probably not even active. (laughs) Maybe they're not active. Uh, but they were active in that Twitter conversation.
2: (laughs) They were just like, those, those be the loudest ones. The loudest ones are the ones that ain't doing nothing for the organization. So
3: so, so, some, some people are just probably mad because they didn't get no glory.
0: Maybe so. (laughs) Um, so AP, can you give our listeners, um, if people want to, I don't know if you want folks to follow you, but they probably somebody might or might have questions about Q, uh, Q's. Like, can you give people your social media handles? Oh uh, man, uh, my Instagram, uh, my
1: Twitter, and my Snapchat all the same thing. A P fifty six A P I T T S. The number five, the number six. Uh, my number four seven zero.
0: No, please don't give your number. Oh, do okay. not give your, no, you number.
1: No. Oh. No, 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 don't kill me. I'm about to say man, I mean, man, man, ain't, 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 Any bruh, pull up to the city for AGP, man. Here's
0: on my talk Y'all get good. No, 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 no. Tell no, you, you no, this is, a lot of people listen to this podcast. You have all kind of people calling you. Like, you don't want to do all that. All right, all
1: right. <laughs> I mean, I'm on my social media damn bruh. Man, we're yeah. trying to meet some new bruh. Man, you're spring 18, bruh. Man, pull up, man. Come get a set
0: up. That's what's up. I love the, the bark at the end. Um, Rashawn, can you give us your social media
1: handles?
2: Yes, mine is I am Rashawn. That is I A M R I C H A U N. Again, that's I am Rashawn. I A M R I C H A U N. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. No Facebook or Snapchat, huh? Oh, my Facebook is Rashawn. I, I work for Facebook, so I gotta got have to have <laughs> um, <laughs> one. My Facebook is Sean Wilson. and You can find me there. Look,
0: Chris, what is your uh, social media across, info?
3: across all platforms? Is C Surat. C S U uh, R yeah. R A T T. Give me up. All
0: right, cool. So, uh, any, any of you guys want to give any closing comments about you know this conversation about your particular fraternity before we wrap? Hey
1: man, baby. Hey. Clarkland,
0: a man. Hope to see y'all at home coming at AGP and at Grand Conclave. We got our national convention this year at the uh, World Louisiana.
1: but I will be there. Woo! Wait, In when the, is that? Ooh, last week of June. Last week of June. I want to say
0: the twentieth, the twentieth, the twentieth starts the twentieth to the twenty-third, July twentieth to twenty-third. Oh, July! Now I'm not a cube, but I love New Orleans. I might come have a drink with somebody.
1: <laughs> I'm the better for down there too. I heard so. <laughs>
0: Be a little <laughs> uh Rishon?
2: Um, my last words, not specifically for my organization, but anyone just thinking about joining an organization versus whether it's uh, undergrad or graduate, just do your research. This is a lifelong commitment. Um, and it's totally worth it. I do not regret one day, one minute, one second of me being a part of this organization. I've gained to- friends and brothers for life.
0: Don't you have a, like a tad or a brand or something like
2: that? I have three brands, uh one for each founder. And my entire right arm is um almost a half sleeve now, but it's for my fraternity. Um
3: I just want to say um you might see different letters on everyone's chest but we all are part of the same culture. We're all striving and we're all uh uh going toward the same mark to make our community a better community, spiritually, uh, financially, intellectually. We're just here to serve African-American people and the community at large. So uh, that's Cap Alpha Psi Phi Beta Sigma, uh, Omega Psi Phi Alpha Phi Alpha, and all of the other sororities that do the same thing. Um, Iota Phi Theta too, I'm sorry.
0: Hey Chris, <clears throat> okay, but you can you can edit this right here and, and move this up. I do want to talk about one other thing. Uh, I want to get like you guys. Okay. So, question: Is there? I assume that because I do know that there are you know some people who don't identify as black who are part of the Divine Nine. Do you guys feel a way about black people um, being a part of white fraternities or sororities, or for let's just to speak fraternities? Um, like, way about. It. But do we
2: feel the kind of way about an African American or a black person joining a predominantly yeah. white organization? Um, I don't. It's it's your choice. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm torn by that. I'm torn. I'm torn. The political, the politically correct answer, Rashawn wants to give is, you know, do what fits best for you. If you fit into that culture, mm-hmm. do it. But for me. And as for me and my house, um, there's just a history behind why we were founded and what we've done for Mm. our culture from the early 1900s until now that makes it a whole lot worth a whole lot more than joining an organization that's gonna last you for three to four years while you're mm-hmm.
3: in
1: school. I get that.
3: You have a position and to- l- 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 let me say this also, Ted, okay, go you gotta understand the way white fraternities are, they're completely different. There is no it's not a lifelong commitment. I've known people that have pledged one for white fraternity one semester and then three semesters later they're in another one.
2: Really? Right. Hey, you can do that. Over yeah, here. you can do that. And some organizations, some NPC and IFC organization, you can de-pledge and join another one. It's within a year. You have that option to change your organization if you don't feel like it's for you. The whole bit—they don't. You don't go through an intake. You go through a bidding process. So, um like so it's totally different. Bidding. <laughs> um. It's okay. So quick. It's called Rush. Everyone goes. You. You learn about all the organizations and you literally put your numbers in which you feel like it's an organization you want to join mm-hmm. from like top to bottom. And then the organization will rate you also from top to bottom or who they want. And it's literally you're bidding on each other and you're paired with the organization that mm-hmm. matches your AP, bid. APD you have a position about that? And you join after that rush is only oh. a week. And then you're part of that organization. Then you have a year to de pledge and start the process all over. APD have a position on that?
1: And you a human being, man. You do what you wanna do. I just, I remember when I was first came to college. That thing that happened in Oklahoma, yeah. that SAE thing. Were there, I, mean, I just, I was in Dr. Simon's sociology class. I never like, kitty The song they were singing, man. They would never be a nigga SAE. There'll never be a nigga SAE. Mm. You can hang up from a tree, but everyone won't be one of me. There'll never be a nigga SAE. And that from there, I was like, man, if you heard that, and then you still want that. then you a human being. Want to do? I
3: just keep my. Eye on, I don't get into those conversations with that. Because yeah. Proof is going to put it. Sure. So, and let me add this, 10 when, oh. when I when historically, when I've seen African American, let's just say, African American male, join a white fraternity, historically, mm-hmm. it's been a certain type of African American male, a certain type of African American male that probably traditionally. Wasn't involved in African American culture the way I was, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to be, you know, a little bit politically correct with this. But so I didn't really, it, it did. I didn't care that he was over there. He should be over there, actually. <laughs> you, you, you should be over there. Um, so it was. It didn't bother me, uh, but. You know, sometimes it's just the idea that, bro. You don't. My, our most of our organizations, uh, most of the Divine Nine were founded on the campus of HBCUs. Uh, my organization was founded on a, 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 the the campus campus of uh, uh, Indiana University at Bloomington during the height of the racist, you know, bigotry lynching and all of that so our our founders they had to be bound together for survival's sake not just because they was cool they had to survive on the yard amidst all of that so when you Mm. know that information you 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 cherish what they went through to get you to where you are and Sometimes these you know you see a bro- a brother join a white organization they just want friends. They they just they just want a, a drinking mm. buddies. That ain't what we about.
0: I hear that. I hear that. So I, I I think that's a really interesting point. Um interesting perspectives on that. Um very much so. I don't I mean I know like I said that, you know, the opposite has happened. I've seen that. I don't know. I'm sure both instances are true. I'm sure there are white folks who are part of Divine Nine and black folks who, you know, in some of the uh, majority white fraternities. I just think that the the culture around those, I would think would be very different. Um, You know, and again, some of the stereotype based on movies I've seen about white fraternities, you know, I'm sure they're not all the same. Uh, But the one that AP brought up, I remember seeing that visual, that video and hearing that, you know, uh, racist, you know, uh, chant. And, um, I think we'd all be naive to think it's just that one particular chapter of an organization, right. That, that has, there has, that has to be, um, in other places. Um, just giving people something to think about. So thank you guys for your time, for your, your perspective, pun intended, for your insight. Um, if people are listening and you are, you know, in high school or you are in college, um, and you're thinking about the joining a fraternity, um, do what Rashawn said, do your research, look into those, find what is the best fit for you, if that's something that you want to do. Um, you know, and if you decide to do that, I think you know, make sure it's something you want to commit to for a lifetime and be a contributing member of whatever organization you decide to connect with. Um, in the future, we're going to do um, a show with sororities that I think will be interesting <laughs> as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Perspective um uh, please you know share this podcast with your friends your family members um your coworkers folks you like folks you don't like tell them about it and we will talk to you next time on perspective peace